It's 9.05. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Appleberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua, from caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED, to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Well, good morning, Greater Nashua. How are you today? Um, This is Monday, April 6th. I'm Mike Affelberg. I'm looking at the... At Main Street um, at 9 a.m. on a Monday, it is usually jam-packed bumper-to-bumper traffic. Um, and uh, today, well, there's a little bit more than there was last week on Monday. Actually, that is a little disturbing because last week it was really dead. It was like uh, no man's land downtown, but uh, there are some cars out. I hope everybody who is out and about is doing so because it's absolutely essential. And I'm hoping also that if you have to be out, you are doing what you can to keep you, yourself, and your friends and your family safe. As for me, that includes this morning wearing um, my signature Blizzard Blast buff while I talk into the microphone. And my um, first interviewee has, is also wearing her face mask. So if it sounds weird on the radio today, it's not because we are weird. It's because we're wearing masks. And I don't know. I can hear myself in the microphone. It sounds, it sounds a little muffled, but not terrible. So I apologize for that. Anyway, so we're going to a little bit later on today, later on the show, have a couple of great guests. We're going to have Doreen, who's um, heads up an organization here locally. Locally, um, called 100 Women Who Care, Southern New Hampshire, and we're going to learn a little bit more about the program that they do to support local nonprofits and get people involved in philanthropy, which is awesome. And then after that, um, taking us to the top of the hour, we're going to have our good friends from uh, St. Joseph's Community Services, Meals on Wheels, such a critical program, and right now a real lifeline to seniors and people who are in our community who are elderly and shut in. We'll have John Ericazzo, who is their um, chief operating officer. I did, in the meanwhile, want to have a couple of quick announcements. So first, I always like to start out with a little personal announcement. So which is, you know, nothing, uh, it's just, just uh, you know, kind of like because this is a show about that involves people, right? So personal announcements. I will say this weekend was the very first time that my wife and I, since we changed our whole dietary lifestyle, about September of last year, we decided that enough is enough. I'm getting too old to be fat. I don't want to be diabetic. I don't want to have heart disease. It was like really getting out of control. So we um, 
um, worked with a dietitian and changed our lifestyle basically to something that we would call paleo diet, so real healthy lifestyle. And we stuck with that every single day until Saturday of this past weekend. And I say every single day, I mean over the holidays, over Thanksgiving, two weeks in Germany, we stuck with it. And I, we had no sugar, we had no caffeine, we had no alcohol, no gluten, no dairy, um, but we ate really good healthy food. And as, as a result, our blood values were off the charts, just everything was, was great. And I lost a little over 80 pounds, which I'm just astonished with. And so we decided, we've decided that once a month, we're going to live life to the fullest and have a cheat day. Once a month, we're going to allow ourselves to do that. And, and this past Saturday was our very first ever cheat day. And that included pretty much everything that was on the banned list, starting with, um, starting with pizza and garlic knots. So heavy on the gluten, heavy on the dairy, and then transitioning, of course, to um, a blueberry crumble, so adding in a heavy dose of, sh- of sugar. Of course, bookended by uh, a, uh, strong, um, a strong um, a um, drink, a martini, and then a couple of glasses of wine. And then, of course, I had to have a pot of coffee. So literally everything that I've been not doing, I did in, in one four-hour period of time. You would have thought I would have felt terrible afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say it's scary. I felt actually pretty darn good. I slept like a baby, and it was awesome. So anyway, um, I, but I'm about six pounds heavier today than I was Saturday morning. So that's the downside. Oh well. Anyway, it was totally worth it. That's the personal stuff. A lot, a lot of stuff going on relative, of course, to coronavirus these days. I'm just going to give you kind of the update on what's a little bit going on at United Way. Let's talk food. So um, we're involved with two different food-related programs. Three, three, three actually food-related programs. I'll tick them off. First of all, we're partnering with the YMCA, the Food Council, and the Soup Kitchen and Shelter to distribute fresh produce four days a week two different locations each day. So Monday through Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. in the afternoon, you can get food, fresh produce at any of the following locations. So on Mondays, it's at the Bronstein Apartments and St. Louis Church. So that's today. Uh, tomorrow, it's at Major Drive and Dunkin' Donuts on at 74 Lowell Road. On Wednesday, it's na- at Nashua Pal and River Pine, and also at River Pines Mobile Home Park. And on Thursday, it's at Sullivan Terrace North and Sullivan Terrace South, which is behind the uh, McDonald's on East Hollis Street. So, what we would love you to do is, if you feel like you need fresh produce and you need to get out in a very safe way, please go to one of those locations and uh, and we we have fresh produce for you. So that's one thing that you should know about. Also. Um, um, volunteers will be handing that out, United Way volunteers. The other thing is the Nashua School Food Program that we've been running for now going on three weeks. Uh, we have um, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. 10 different fixed locations. These are schools where you can go with with or without your student to get um, breakfasts and lunches. Um, the school district is providing uh, uh, bagged breakfast and bagged lunch for our students. And you can pick those up at the following locations from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And this is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, you can go to Penichuk Middle School, Ledge Street Elementary, Amherst Street Elementary, Dr. Crisp Elementary, Mount Pleasant Elementary, Fairgrounds Elementary, Elm Street Middle School, New Searles Elementary, Broad Street Elementary, and Sunset Heights Elementary. And between those hours of 11 to 2, you can get 
um, a couple of bags of breakfast and a couple of bags of lunch for your students distributed by um, volunteers from United Way with food that's prepared by the Nashua School District and um, in support with the soup kitchen and shelter as well as the um, – uh, the Boys and Girls Club that's helping with some of the logistics. The other thing I wanted to mention, in partnership with the Nashua Transit System, we also have four bus routes set up um, throughout the day. And there's a lot um, of stops there. So I'm not going to list them all out, but we have four different bus routes. One of them covers West Hollis Street, one Amherst Street, one Broad Street, and one is a South Nashua route. And so there are 16 different locations across those four bus routes. If you want the specifics of where that is, my suggestion is that you go to the United Way's Facebook page, United Way GN, that's our Facebook page, and there's a graphic there that shows where and when, and you can pick that up. And we would love to make sure that that kids eat healthy and adults eat healthy throughout this time when it's really difficult to get out to the store. And you really shouldn't be going out. So that's that's important. The other food-related program is something we launched last week, and it's now up and running, called Shop United. This is a United Way program where we work with volunteers to go out into the community to um, shop for groceries for you. If you are um, because of medical necessity, at home, um, homebound, or you don't have access to the transportation, or perhaps you have a caregiver who normally shopped for you, you can go to um, uh, our website, which is unitedwaynashua.org, and under the COVID-19 section, there's a page called Shop United, and on that page, you can find a link. And through that link, you can order groceries from one of the local grocery stores, and one of our volunteers will go and shop for you. You can pay by credit card. There's no fee for the service other than you have to obviously pay for your groceries. This is just something we're doing to keep people at home and safe. Um, if you are on public benefits and like SNAP or WIC, um, what they used to call food stamps is SNAP, um, you'll be using your EBT card and our volunteer will come to you and use your EBT card to do that shopping. So we've already had, last week we had uh, four orders. Today we've got another three orders. People are starting to use this service. And again, this is a way to keep people home and safe and, and uh, you know, um, keeping, uh, taking good care of themselves. So please take advantage of Shop United at unitedwaynashua.org. couple other quick things I wanted to mention before we take our first break and then come back to Doreen. The first is volunteering. We have a ton of volunteers who stepped up to help help our community. Uh, my volunteer and community engagement director, Sarah Caesar, has done um, yeoman's work in pulling together our volunteers and, and really mobilized an army of volunteers to do all this food-related stuff, but also support a lot of other um, uh, volunteerism in the community. If you're interested in learning out about how to volunteer, um, you can just go to our our volunteer portal, volunteergreaternashua.org, and there you can search for the various volunteer opportunities. One thing that's coming up that's a big volunteer ask, and that's this coming weekend. This is going to be Easter weekend, right? Saturday's a, a pretty big shopping day for people going to the grocery store. We're planning a community-wide donation day in hopefully every supermarket and every convenience store in the community where we'll have one or two volunteers at each store and they'll be taking items which you purchase and donate and we're hoping that the stores offer a discount um, to people who do choose to donate a couple of items we got to work hard here people to keep our pantries stocked we've got a lot of people that are going to have a lot of need in the coming months and and this is one thing that we can all easily do i kind of think of it this way if you can afford two or three cans of food um and everybody does that. It will, it will really address a lot of very critical needs. 
Um, one thing I did want to mention is our website, which I already gave you the website address, unitedwaynashville.org. On that page, you can find under the COVID-19 section a lot of different resources, including the food resources, but also we have a page set up specifically designed to give you good information in the community. There's a lot of bad information. You don't have to look hard for bad information. I don't know about you. I find most of mine on Facebook. But uh, if you want to find good information – Information coming from reliable sources like the the public health department or the or the CDC, um, it's you know instead of having to hunt for all of that, you can just go to our page where we've consolidated all of that into a couple of really easily accessible pages. Um, also on our website is a page about our community fund. We've established a community emergency fund for coronavirus relief. This fund is supporting all of the local nonprofits in our community that have extraordinary expenses at this time. To date, we've been able to make 29 grants to local nonprofits, everything from the Humane Society to home health and hospice care to um, Meals on Wheels, who'll be in in just a little bit. And basically what we know is that each of these nonprofits has extraordinary expenses in this time. Need is up. Fundraising is down, so we're hoping that everybody who can can pitch in a couple bucks. Our commitment is that 100% of every dollar that's donated to that fund will go to support the community and the nonprofit needs at this time. That's about about it for now. I did want to give a shout out to all of our good friends on Facebook before we take our break. I see, and I'm blind as a bat as I get old, so I'm just going to try and see if I can read this. I see Laura. I see, oh, I see Linda no, Laura Borman. Hello, Laura. How are you? Julia McBride. Julie Baticki from Tennessee. Hello, Julie. Um, I see Barry Delorier. Hi, Barry, over in Hudson. Uh, my wife. Oh, boy, I better behave. Hi, Kirsten. Um, Jennifer Lynn. Chris Ditsacrenzis from Marguerite's Place says hi and good morning. We've got Kathy Emond who's down south, and uh, a bunch of others. So join us on Facebook. Join us on WSMM 1590 AM. I'm going to take a quick break now. After the break, we'll be back with Doreen from 100 Women Who Care. And uh, you are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, when it comes close to your mouth. Um, and, and you'll be able to hear your yourself way and I can the modulate soul the of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. 
Winter weather can bring serious health risks and injuries. American Medical Response reminds you to stay safe during the cold. Here's some tips. Always use a clearing tool or broom handle to clear a snowblower. Never, ever put your hand in to do it. Pace yourself and take frequent breaks and stop immediately if you get short of breath, start sweating profusely, or have chest pain. Check out more safety tips at amr.net slash safety. AMR Medics are here for you every hour of every day. Well, good Monday morning. Welcome to the United Way Community Connection show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Um, during the show, my wife was kind, during the break. My wife was kind enough to say, "Honey, we can hear you talking over the ad because I hadn't, of course, turned off my mic. It was still live. So, see, Facebook is useful for something after all. And of course, and she also called me on my cell phone to tell me the same thing. So, thanks, Kirsten. I appreciate that. Anyway, um, you're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. Our role as a show is to bring together people from the community to learn more about the nonprofits that serve Greater Nashua. These are non nonprofits, a wide variety of different arenas, uh, working uh, working uh, to make our community stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier. Just a better place for all of us who live and work in this community. And so, today, I'm honored to have as a guest Doreen from an organization called 100 Women Who Care, and that's a relatively new organization in our community. I know that there's there are other affiliates around the around uh, perhaps the country, and we're going to learn just a little bit more about that in a moment. So, Doreen, welcome to our show today. Thank you, Mike. So glad to have you on, and you sound just fine through your mask. So, okay, so um, this is all weird. We all we're all like the masked banditos here in the radio station today. So, Doreen, tell us a little bit. Just uh, give us a, kind of a quick background on One Hundred Women Who Care. What is the organization? How does it operate? Who do you support? What, what this, what's this all about? Well, Mike, it's a worldwide organization that, that has um, chapters throughout the United States and the world. And um, I was at lunch one day with a friend of mine who had just um, joined one of the Boston uh, chapters. And when she was telling me about it, I, I just fell in love with the concept. And she said, well, you know, check out their website, see if there's a chapter near you. And I did, and there was nothing in southern, um, southern, southern New Hampshire. So they have one out um, west of here in the um, Monadnock re- region. Yeah. But they did not have anything here in southern New Hampshire. So I said, well, I'm going to start a chapter. And um, and that's what we did. We've, we've been around since October of 2018. And um, to date, we have raised $80,000. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So it's um, it's very simple but very powerful concept. Basically, we have three meetings a year. Um, most chapters have four meetings a year, but I, I can tell you a little bit about why we only have three meetings a year. Um, but um, basically, at each meeting, all of our members come to the meeting, and our meetings are held at Murphy's Tap Room in Bedford. They've been a, a huge supporter of ours. And um, all the women come to the meeting with a blank $100 check. At the meeting, we present three local charities that have been nominated by one of our members, and uh, after the presentations, we vote and we give a $10,000 donation to one of the, the charities that, that night. Um, so <clears throat> a lot of people ask, well, you know, how do you pick the charities that are um, presented at our meetings? So uh, we have a nomination process where our members will nominate the, the charities. Uh, we vet the charities to make sure they're, they're a true charity. And then two days before our meeting, we have a Facebook Live presentation 
and we put all the nominations in a fishbowl, and we pick out three. And those are the three that we uh, nominate, um, present at our next meeting. So um, <clears throat> I, I feel that that way we become a vehicle of the universe where um, the three charities that really need the money are going to be picked out of that bowl. Um, and now, um, <clears throat> like I said, we, we started in October of, 2000, of 2018. We had 50 founding members um, in January. We had our first official meeting with 100 members, um, and today we have over 130 members. So now that we are over 100 members, uh, we've decided um, to not only give the $10,000 donation, it's $10,000 plus, a little bit, uh, but we give $1,000 to the other two charities um, that are presented that night. So they, That's all, really great. they all go away with something, mm-hmm. and, um, you know... <clears throat> It, it, it's a $400 a year commitment, and myself personally, I give at least $400 a year to charities. Um, but now my $100 um, donation is very impactful because it's part of a collective giving. And, you know, uh, our latest um, winner was Make-A-Wish. We'll be giving them about $12,000. So... That's fantastic, and that goes a make a wish gets twelve thousand dollars. That's enough to grant, I believe, two full wishes. Um, we were told is about one wish. It's a little bit uh, more than one wish because uh, each wish is about ten thousand dollars. Oh, okay. Yep. I I thought it was more than five six thousand dollars. Maybe that's gone up. I over think the that's years. the average. You know, it's yeah. so. Of course, my my wish would be like I want to go on the space shuttle. Um, you know, so so that might drive the, <laughs> the, the average a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, why? You, hey, I figure you know, let's go big or go home, right? Right. So, what are some of the charities, Doreen, that you guys have provided support for? I know Marguerite's Place here in Nashville is a big partner of yours. Um, talk about maybe some of the others. Yeah. So, um, our first meeting, uh, like I said, we had our um, fifty founding members, and we gave five thousand dollars to the American Federation for uh, Suicide Prevention. Um, Our second meeting, which was um, um, in January, was the first time that we had uh, 100 members, and we gave $10,000 to Marguerite's Place. Um, Our next meeting, we were over um, 100 members, so we gave um, about $11,000 to uh, Health Home and Hospice Care in Merrimack. Very nice. And we also gave um, some money to uh, Teen Challenge and to... um, Easter Seals. Um, our last meeting, uh, we gave uh, over $10,000 to um, end 68 hours of hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, that was in uh, October of uh, 2019. And we also gave money away to um, Creva uh, Charter School and Professional Responsibility Organiz- um, Personal Responsibility Organization. Um, so like I said, we've been give, giving um, about $80,000. And the reason we only have three meetings a year is um, we have actually a, fl- a flagship charity where we have committed to give our, our collective $10,000 donation to for the next three years. So we've already give, given, ten. Um, I think it was $12,000 we gave to a Bridges of New, uh, New Hampshire who deals with domestic uh, violence. Um, we'll be giving them uh, another... Uh, 10,000 plus donation this year and also next year. And then what we're going to do is we're going to, um, we're going to vote on another flagship charity. So 
every year we'll give at least three different charities a $10,000 donation and we'll sustain one charity for three years. And um, <clears throat> what we'll be doing uh, to choose our next flagship charity is we're going to take all the charities in the last three years that won our collective $10,000 donation. We're going to put those in a jar and we're going to pick out three and we're going to have a fourth meeting that year and we're going to pick our next flagship charity. That's really great. I love that. So um, if you're a nonprofit that's interested in getting involved, um, possibly being one of your grant recipients, how would they go about doing that? Um, basically, we have <clears throat> you have to be nominated by one of our members. And what's great about our membership is we have a, a great diversity of women who are involved. We have a lot of women from local charities who have joined our group and, and nominated their own charities. Um, so we have a lot of women there. We have a lot of other women who are from other walks of life, um, different professions, um, stay-at-home moms, a whole gambit of people who are just getting together and trying to make an, a positive impact on their community. So, uh, you know, basically you just have to speak to one of our members and um, have them nominate you. Um, our, our, our members can nominate one, one uh, charity per uh, quarter. Um, and then we will vet the charity, and then they go in the in the in the fishbowl, and basically you stay in the fishbowl until you get the ten thousand dollar donation, and then after that you're you're eligible to go back in the fishbowl after three years. Okay, that's great. And if somebody wanted to um, join the group, what would they? How would they learn more, and how would they connect with you? So we have a website, and uh, it's www one hundred. That's one zero zero wwcnashua.org and um, we uh, have a lot of information on our website you can get a nomination form if you're a member there's a registration form um, if you want to become a member basically we just ask you to commit to um, donate $400 a year um, and then once we get your registration form you get on our database and then you get all of our membership um, uh, notifications and emails. Um, we also have a Facebook page, um, but basically, you know, it's it's very simple. Um, a lot of women, when they hear this concept, they just fall in love with it, and those are the people we're looking for. Um, and you know, we're, we're going to be having a, a lot of um, um, <clears throat> challenges in the, in the months to come. Everyone's having some challenges now, but. The not-for-profits are really going to be struggling. Yep, that's for sure. So, um, you know, it's a great way to um, give back to the community in, in diverse ways that you you didn't even know about. Um, you know, it's, it's another uh, benefit for our, our um, members is that you learn about the needs of the community, things you, you may never even know, known uh, that people out here are doing to help people, um, and it's a great way to to know that and and not give up a big portion of your personal time. Everyone's busy with work, family, friends, and this is three hours a year. Yeah, no, and uh, you're absolutely right that in the coming months, the nonprofit sector, which always has challenges anyway in terms right. of raising money, is gonna is gonna really be challenged. I, I can say that from our perspective at United Way, I've been spinning off over ten thousand dollars a week 
at this point to support our local nonprofits. And, right. and so you guys doing what you're doing and the Rotary Club's doing what they're doing. Everybody pitches in a little bit. We can help We can help keep things going, but no single one of us can do it alone. So I'm really appreciative of what you're doing and bringing to the table for that. Yeah, we're really um, excited that we're able to, to give back in, in, in a positive way. And, um, you know, the meetings are, are, are very good. It's 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 uplifting to go there. It's probably and, and, a nice fellowship as well. Yeah, it is. It's a great group of women. Um, we we'll, um, Our next meeting is scheduled for May 12th. Um, we're going to decide how, how to do that. I really feel strongly that if Murphy's Tap Room is open and they would allow us to have a meeting, we should do it to support them. But um, I think we're going to have to be all looking at how we're going to be holding these kind of um, events in the future. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. I mean, I know that you came to my BNI chapter right. that um, Kelly Murphy invited you a while back. And, uh, you know, we're doing the same thing. All of our meetings are virtual now every single week. Right. And and it takes away something, but it, it also it's also an interesting dynamic. It's not it doesn't it's not only it doesn't only take away. There's there is something to be said for like if you're in a in a virtual meeting with sixty people and then they're speaking, it's their turn to speak, you don't have a hard time hearing them. You see them like you you can see who's talking. Mm-hmm. It's not across the room. Nobody's looking at their phone, fiddling around, fidgeting. I, I like I like how those kinds of meetings have a tendency also to be more um, individually, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm not really using good words to describe this, but it seems like you have better attention um, right. at those kinds of things. Yeah, and, and our meetings are just one hour long. We, we are committed to, you know, staying to right. that, a 15-minute presentation, um, and that's it. So um, it, it really does um, lend itself to a virtual meeting or a combination of, of, of that. Um, but I really don't want to, you know, postpone things. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have some members who are going to be in cha- facing challenging times. Right. Um, but I think, you know, some other m- members may may step up to to help keep us at a ten thousand dollar donation. Are there restrictions on the types of charities that might might apply, or where they need to be from, or what kinds of work they need to do? Um, no, it's just you know they have to be a five hundred one c three, and um, w- we like to see that the money stays locally. Sure. In southern New Hampshire. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Yeah. That's I think we all the Rotary and, and United Way do the same thing. Exactly. To make yeah. sure you know, like I mean, and a lot of people do like to be charitable for things that impact other parts of the world or other parts of the country, and and of course those options are out there. But a lot of people like to know that what they give locally stays locally. Right. And and even it can be a national um, organization like American Federation for Suicide Prevention with a local affiliate. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. And they've been on our show actually three times, um, um, and so and they run an annual event. Um, their 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 walk for suicide prevention, which, mm-hmm. is, which is a good event. That's so, coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All a lot of stuff is supposed to be coming up <laughs> yeah, now. No. I don't know how much of that's going to actually happen, but the but, soup kitchen just canceled their um, you know their annual run, which is one of their biggest fundraisers yeah. of the year. Of course, you just can't do it right now. No, and and I think everyone recognizes that um, there's a lot of people out there hurting. Yep. Um, some people are not as affected as other people, um, and it's it's up to all of us to you know to pitch in where we can. That's right. And this is just a great organization that's not going to take up a lot of people's time. It's going to make you aware of what's going on in the, in the uh, community, and you're going to actually probably um, donate some money to causes you never even heard about. Right. So it's a great organization, and it's a great way to get involved in the community without. 
um, you know, sucking time from your family and your work and life and friends and everything else. Yeah. I think that with everything that's going on right now, we just realize just how busy we have been. And a little bit of this is kind of nice to just yeah. step back and uh, reflect a little bit. That's right. That's so. right. Well, one thing I want to remind people of, and this is this is pretty much if you're if you if you're a if you live in the United States of America and you're listening to this show today, I would remind you that you're going to get a check from the government from for the stimulus package, and many of us do need that do need that money, but many of us do not need that money. Exactly. And if you can if you can earmark some portion of that for charitable giving, whether it be you know to um, to your well, give it to the hundred women who cared. Take your money and join hundred women who care. And yeah. um, you know, and keep in mind also that part of that stimulus package is also going to allow for a three hundred dollar tax deduction for non itemizers, which is something which is ninety percent of the United States is non itemizers. So I think there's some charitable options people should you know yeah use it for use it if you need it use it to pay the rent use it to pay the utilities use it to pay the mortgage um, you know sock away some of it for a rainy day and give some of it to your local charity that's doing doing what they can to keep all of us safe and healthy right and yeah. and helping those who are really in need yeah um, you bet so all right doreen uh, we're about out of time anything else you want to add before we cut to break no it's um i just wanted to uh just give a shout out out there to all the first um the people on the front lines the people in the hospitals the the first responders out there i'd also like to give a little shout out to all the teachers out there who are teaching online my husband is is one of them and um I've never seen him work this hard, actually. <laughs> so, well, that's uh, because he's at home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did you think he did yeah. every day? <laughs> well, you know, I, uh, my husband actually works just part-time. Uh, he yeah. works from um, 9 to 1 yeah. uh, over at Campbell High School. He's um, just a uh, three-quarters time teacher or, or half a time, half time. Um, and he is putting in at least eight hours at home yeah. with this. So, uh, you know, it's it's it's... It's a struggle for everyone. I really it feel bad is. for the uh, seniors out there this year who are are missing a lot of their senior year. Um, but you know, everyone's doing their part and uh, doing their best. Thank you. I appreciate that, and and thank you for that reminder. I I could not agree more. So we're going to cut to break now. You've been listening for, for to Doreen from One Hundred Women Who Care. The easiest way that I found to find them is just Google them, 100 Women Who Care, Southern New Hampshire. And I also found them really quickly on Facebook, and there's lots of good information. They're actually tagged in the Facebook Live that's running right now. Um, learn a little bit more about their approach to philanthropy and what they're doing to make our community a better place. Uh, we'll take a break. Um, our show is brought to you by Edstone Properties, one of our community's premier builders, serving this community for many, many decades. After the break, we'll be back with my good friend John Ericezzo from St. Joseph's Community Services Meals on Wheels, talking about their challenges these days and what they're doing to meet the needs of homebound uh, seniors um, in need of food support and social connections. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Hi, this is Tony Joyce from Joyce Cooling and Heating. The winter months in New England can be a great time for hibernating at home, as long as your heating system is working. Did you know that there are some telltale signs that your unit may be near the end of its life? The last thing you want is for your heater to stop working in the dead of winter. If you have noticed that your system isn't heating the home like it used to, it may be a good time to schedule a preventive maintenance call with Joyce Cooling and Heating. Give us a call at 882-4244 or on the web at JoyceCool.com. 
I'm Andy Armstrong, Senior Minister of First Church in the heart of Nashua. Join me as I host Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. for a conversation about the power of faith, the good life, and those things that truly matter here on WSMN 1590. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. The Village Network was created for only one reason, to keep those 62 and older in their home as long as possible, ideally for the rest of their life. The Village Network is the answer for children who do not live nearby and worry about their parents being able to remain independently and safely at home. The Village Network has a network of trusted providers and volunteers who provide transportation, home repair, home-delivered meals, grocery shopping, and others who are there to help when you need them. We can even find someone to walk your dog. The Village Network does not charge thousands of dollars of upfront costs for services you may never need. With the Village Network, you only pay for services when you need them. Become a member of the Village Network today by calling 603 891 zero 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 eight that's six oh three eight nine one zero 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 eight the village network become a member today Well, good morning. You are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show here on WSMN 1590 AM. I am a little disturbed right now because somebody put country music on my intro, and I am not a country music fan. I have to talk to the station about that. This is this is going to set off my whole day. My whole week is off to a bad start when I hear country music playing on my radio station. Okay, I'm over it now. Sorry about that. That was my little diatribe. We are back talking about the nonprofit work that's going on in our community these days, um, especially, let's call it life in the age of coronavirus. And we're going to talk now with a really good partner of ours at United Way. We've been together, married at the hip for many, many years now, decades, in fact. And that's St. Joseph's Community Services Meals on Wheels, the local program provider for Meals on Wheels in our community. And I'm with John Ericezo, who is their chief operating officer. So, John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Mike. And you sound great through your face mask, and and you look even better. <laughs> I have a special face mask <laughs> that I just bought for this radio program. Really? Yes, it's supposed to enhance the acoustics. So oh, it's got special sure. fabric imported from... Ireland, so uh, okay. hopefully it works great. <laughs> sure. Um, 
I've got a bridge to sell you too. <laughs> it's down in it's down in the Tri City area. All right, so John, so tell us a little bit about. Let's cut to the chase. Let's talk about Meals on Wheels. What are you guys doing these days? I think everybody who's listening probably has heard of Meals on Wheels. Yeah. You know, it's a very well known program. Um, they don't know a lot about necessarily what you do and how you really support the community and make a difference, and especially what you're doing these days under these challenging times when social distancing is so important, and yet. People still need those social connections, and they still need that food. Yeah. Well, first, Mike, let me just say thank you for all the support that United Way has offered us currently and over the years. It has helped uh, tremendously. Well, the, the gratitude is all ours yeah. for the work that you do. Thank so thank you. you. So at the core of Meals on Wheels um, is the giving of food to people who are homebound and disabled Uh but there's also a wellness check that's done to make sure that people are okay, that they have heat, uh, that their medical conditions haven't changed. And, and, and that provides a huge amount of support to people who are otherwise isolated. Mm-hmm. And, and 21% of the people that we serve say that we're the only people that they see all week. Uh, and, and so here's what's going on with Meals on Wheels lately. We normally deliver about... 2,000 meals a week, and uh, we, we have been making an attempt to um, provide two weeks' worth of meals to our clients ahead of time in case they decide to self-quarantine or if they are quarantined or if we have to, um, if we have to shorten any routes or skip any days, they'll have that food for them. As a result... Last week, we delivered about 5,000 meals. Uh, this week, we, we intend to do the same. We've ordered... Um, and and when, we, when we talk about the 5,000 meals, let's just make sure everybody understands. You're talking about in the Hillsborough County, greater Nashua areas. That also yep. include Manchester as well. Yep, yes. We serve Hillsborough County okay. at, with what two largest cities, Nashua and Manchester, in there. And so we have, uh, we've received these foods. They're frozen meals. Uh, it's a whole different uh, ball game for us because mostly we were dealing with hot meals. And we found early on in this process that it was challenged to keep the cold meals cold and the hot meals hot. So we decided uh, last week to go deliver just hot, uh, frozen meals. And that's helped quite a bit because if you can imagine groups of people crowded in kitchens dishing out food into individual trays. That is not what we want these days. That's all gone. Yep. And now we get these shipments in of frozen foods. By the way, great frozen foods from Trio, uh, which is a national distributor of frozen foods for mostly Meals on Wheels. Okay. And then also Birch Stream Farms, which is in Maine, who um, they also provide us with medically tailored meals. And their frozen meals are, are superb. Um, so the, the first week we had to do this, we put out a call for volunteers. Bring your car. Bring your cooler. We've got a pallet of 4,000 meals sitting there in Londonderry in cold storage. Please come help us. And uh, the support and the reaction was overwhelming. We had people showing up from everywhere with coolers and cars. And what they did was they helped us transport the food out of cold storage to our individual distribution sites, but they also followed our volunteers. Right. I mean, most of our volunteers are over 60. Mm-hmm. And, if, and they carry these large bags full of food. And if you can imagine, we're now saying, 
by the way, you got to double or triple your load to get these meals out to people. So the volunteers followed behind them with these coolers and helped them to distribute the food. And that's, that's just been fantastic. The other thing that, that we've been doing uh, relative to COVID-19 is making sure that our employees have masks, mm-hmm. making sure that they're, they know how to keep social distance. Uh, we've had some of our clients uh, we've left coolers for outside and we call them and say, your food's here. Uh, for other people, we have uh, gone into the home and just asked folks to stay six feet apart. Uh, that's worked out well. The transition to frozen meals, we've had some people who don't have microwaves. And so we were able to secure some microwaves and provide those individuals with those. Yeah, that's good. How do you, how do you handle the aspect of um, the safety check at this, at this point? Because obviously that's changed a little <laughs> bit as well. Yeah, there's, you know, first of all, the federal government and the, the state government and has been great in terms of flexibility and providing waivers and uh, to rules and regulations. And they've specifically have said, you know, we know it's a requirement that you need to see the individual in order to deliver the meal. But in this case, they've made exceptions. And so we've made those exceptions. So if somebody is quarantined, uh, we will call ahead, deliver the meal, ask uh, call back, see if they've got the meal, ask them how they are. How do they sound? How are they feeling? Do you have any needs? Right. Uh, and if certainly if they have any needs, we'll, we'll uh, give a call to their emergency contact. Is your sense, and I know that we've heard this, and I know this is a, it's a little off topic, but not totally off topic. We've heard about a disturbing decrease in the number of um, reports about the child abuse and domestic violence. And there's um, there's a sense that that um, with children at home and with families uh, sequestered together, that there actually has been an increase in these incidences, but reporting is going down as people can't get out anymore. Mm-hmm. Now you deal with a deal with a different situation in terms of elder abuse, I'd imagine. Yeah. Do you have any sense about what's going on in that arena these days and how you're able to sort of be the finger on the pulse for that kind of thing? Sure. You know, there's there are some unique circumstances relative to children in the COVID-19. I think it was um, last month, 61 per, there was a 61% reduction in reports to DCYF. Right. And immediately you can draw the line and say, well, they're not in school. And school would be the primary notifier. For our seniors, um, you might have adult day programs right. that would be notifiers. Those wouldn't necessarily be our clients, though. Uh, they might use community uh, dining, but they're not the ones typically who are isolated at home that are going to be getting Meals on Wheels. So the the fact is is that because we still have people going into the homes and delivering meals, and as a matter of fact, we've increased how many people we're serving every day. Yeah we may be the only ones they see and we can check on them. And, and mostly we'll see things like self neglect or people who just don't mm-hmm. have the support they need. Cause they also, they aren't probably getting a lot of the in-home care supports that they previously would have as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I know that's been a challenge with, with the, uh, with the CFI population as well as just getting those in-home supports that people are used to having somebody come in and, and maybe help out with some of the uh, you know cleaning, house cleaning, that kind of stuff. Yep. I'm not doing that right now. I wanted to tell you something else. We just uh, started a new program 
for delivering medically tailored meals to okay. people who have been discharged from the hospital who may have um, heart disease or uh, renal failure. And that has been a very um, interesting service in terms of we go in and, and the insurance companies pay us to do this. We'll go in and deliver uh, two weeks worth of food and we'll check on the person, do a quick questionnaire, see if they have the supports they need. If they don't have the supports they need, uh, we then have case managers go in and they do a full workup assessment and referral program for these people so they can get the things they need. That's that's really great, and that has already started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We did our first delivery last week. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's like our brand new, like our Shop United program we launched last week, and uh, honestly, that still scares the heck out yeah. of me because if you know if I have a thousand people that decide they want to use United Way to do their grocery shopping, I'm going to be like in deep trouble. But you know, the couple that have been doing it have it's you know it's been very targeted, so that's mm -hmm. good so far. Um, your costs, I'm imagining, are going up dramatically. Are you seeing? Um, are you seeing also a commensurate um, uptick in giving that you're that you're getting to help support some of your increased costs? The costs have increased quite a bit. I think we have made a commitment to about two hundred thousand dollars worth of food that we didn't initially commit to. Right. Uh, to get out there, our individual meal costs have gone up um, about a dollar seventy-five a meal, which is quite a, a big jump. And individual donors and foundations have been very generous. And we have seen a, a huge uptick in individual donors. And That's wonderful. And there's always a story behind that. Yeah, of course. And usually the story is you took care of my mom, you took care of my grandma or my grandfather, and we really appreciate the work you're doing. And, um, yeah, it's been good. That's fantastic. That's really great. Um, obviously, that individual giving, that concerns me greatly as we move into what's going to no doubt be a challenging economic time. Um, and individual giving is a big part of all of our um, fundraising efforts. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I'm concerned about, you know, people, they, you know, the psychology a little bit more mm -hmm. than necessarily the reality. Sometimes what you perceive is, is your reality. Mm -hmm. And I'm mostly concerned about people watching the stock market and watching their 401k and their, you know, there's some of their retirement savings like disappearing in the short term and, and thinking, well, now I have to hunker down and, um, you know, buckle up, buckle up, um, you know, and, and tighten, tighten the belt a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that that really doesn't affect philanthropy in a big way, but I'm a little concerned that it, that it might. And, um, we need to keep pushing people to, to, to understand that these are our neighbors. These are our friends. We're keeping each other safe. What you're doing is saving lives. If, if anything, that's what this emergency has has shown us, how vital services are to people and how we need mm -hmm. to support them. John, if somebody wanted to get involved with supporting um, St. Joseph's Community Services Meals on Wheels, either as a volunteer or as a donor, um, how would they learn more? What would they do? Well, you can go on our website, and that's... Um, it's easy. You don't even have to remember it. You just Google it. Just Google St. Joseph's Community Joseph's Services Community Meals on Wheels. Yeah. It's don't wheels, even worry about it. The Meals on Wheels, New Hampshire, NH. Meals yeah, there on you wheels, go. NH, uh, dot org. Sorry. Yeah. And there you have volunteer opportunities as well? Yes. Okay, yes. fantastic. Yes. And uh, we have had a lot of folks. We need a lot of volunteers. We've had a huge outpouring of help with volunteers. Be patient with us. It takes us time. 
to process all the volunteer mm-hmm. applications and, and hang in there. Um, we're hoping you're in here for the long haul with us when you volunteer. Well, one of my board members delivers meals three days a week here in Nashua, and he absolutely loves it. He and his wife do it. Uh, they've been doing it for, I think, over a year now and really enjoy this kind of service. Yeah, yeah. But, of course, it has changed. Like, like you said, it has changed quite a bit, and, and uh, you know, you're supposed to have a visual contact with the person, and so how do you do that if, you know, and and I've told our volunteers, like whereas you've said you can still go in and into the house and use yeah. safe social distancing. I've told our Shop United volunteers under zero circumstances are they allowed yeah. to go into the home. I'm not yeah. going to allow that. Yeah. They'll get themselves sick. They'll For get us, somebody else sick. Because we have people who are homebound with medical conditions. We yeah. have people that can't get out of bed. Yeah. And they'll leave yeah. the door open for us, and we yell meals on wheels, and we'll just put it on the table for them. That's great. That's yeah. really great. Wow. Tough stuff. Tough stuff. I'm glad we can be of help. Yeah, I'm glad you can be of help as well. So we are just about out of time here. Just wanted to make sure there wasn't anything else you wanted to chime in on Meals on Wheels before we uh, before we go to uh, go to break. Sure. Um, you know, everybody's asking for masks. And, uh, you know, we don't want to compete against hospitals and such. But I know there's a lot of folks out there that are making handmade masks and such. If anybody can get us masks, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, We've asked our drivers and and everybody to wear them, uh, even out of respect for our clients, to help them feel safe. Even if you don't believe in wearing a mask, we've asked them to to wear them. Well, it's, you know, they're starting to change the thinking on this Mm -hmm. too, right? The mask used to be something that you use to protect yourself. Yeah. and it's also turning out to be something, whether it's a mask or a face covering, and Mike, Mikey's a blizzard blast buff, or I just ordered 300 bandanas for our volunteers to keep each other safe. Yeah. Um, and that's just as important to stop transmission. Yeah, yeah. So you need masks. If somebody's listening and they're sitting at their sewing machine right now going, gosh, what am I going to do with all these things? Call John over at Meals on Wheels or call Mike at, at United Way, and I'll make sure John gets your, your mask. Absolutely. Okay, sounds good. Well, thank you so much for what you guys are doing. Uh, thank you, Chris, for helping to arrange to bring John in today. And we will do this again sometime soon, no doubt, no doubt about it. Thank you, sir. All right. So we're going to now wrap up the hour. You have been listening to the United Way Community Connections show, and I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We're going to be back next week with a different kind of a show. Um, we've been planning this for a little while. And um, we're going to have some folks on talking about mental health and substance use disorder really in the age of coronavirus. Um, if you think about it, this, these are uh, you know, challenging times for everybody. But um, in particular, if you have uh, mental health issues um, and you're used to getting supports in a certain way from certain providers – Um, or if you have substance use disorder and I have friends who have substance use disorder and what do you do now that you're, now that you're stuck at home or your circumstances have changed, there's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure and a lot of trigger points there. So we're going to talk about that next week on the community connection show at 9am Monday on WSMN 1590 AM. Next up is the village network uh, with Suzanne Kaperniak until next week. Please remember to be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united.